the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. And friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday afternoon, long, hot summer and wet Friday afternoon throughout Central Florida. Our program, Blue Daughter Sports Central, highlights Apopka High School Athletic Department with interviews with coaches, with high school ball players, and with alumni who have made great contributions both on the field during their playing career and then later in their professional careers that have contributed to our community, state, and nation. Have a great show for you tonight. We're very pleased that you're joining us. Before we introduce our guest and get started, of course, I want to let you know about the sponsors that make our program possible. And they are, of course, Great Florida Insurance Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent, Florida Door Solutions, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, and Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Founded in Apopka in 1972, Community Health Centers of Central Florida have been serving the people of our Central Florida community with quality, affordable health care for now over 40 years, and now with 15 locations. Well, I'm pleased to be joined, first of all, in the studio by Christopher Hart. Chris, thanks for sticking around for a few minutes and joining us on Blue Daughter Sports Central. Hey, Roger. It's a, it's a pleasure. Appreciate it. And, you know, I must say, you know, thank you for the you, uh, including me when you gave the great lineup for Friday evening. You, first of all, you, your show, The American <laughs> Adversaries. Uh, then after our show, Charlie Kirk. Yeah. A- after that, uh, um, um Carl Jackson, Carl Jackson. For Larry Elder. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's rare fair, fight air here. I feel like I've just inserted into the lineup of the twenty-seven Yankees. Hey, you're batting second. <laughs> I have to step up my game here. But um, but it's it's, it's great to uh, to have a lead-in show like yours, and of course, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk and um, Carl Jackson are phenomenal programs, especially in these trying times. Well, I tell you what, uh, I, I look I look forward to listening to your show, and I and I look forward to. Uh, uh, you know, hearing your guests on your show, it's just so informative about what's going on here with the Blue Darters and the sports and high school school sports here in Central Florida in general. And it's just a great way to spend a Friday evening. I really look forward to it. And you know, one of the great things that we'll bring on our guest on the phone in just a moment, John Perry, editor of the, of the Apopka Chief and Planner, and a true authority on high school football and high school sports in Central Florida, yeah. mm-hmm. going back uh, almost 40 years or well, that, more. And that's the thing, you know, not only do you keep us updated on the current stuff, but the history of high school sports stuff. You know, I've been living here all my life. You know, went to Winter Park High School, Larry Gurgley, all that. But I learn stuff every week listening to your show that I go, man, I didn't know that happened here. Well, I appreciate that very much. And uh, let's bring John Perry on. John, thank you for joining us here on this uh, long, wet July evening. Yeah, uh, I think the the weather's getting ready for 
uh, Friday nights uh, come middle of August, you know, when we're all trying to have ball games and the lightning's dancing around and the, and the, and the, and the uh, wet stuff is falling. So uh, maybe maybe we'll get it uh, get it all done before and have a better season. Yeah, I like that. Let's let's get it out of the way now until we can play some uh, football on Friday night, starting in about the middle of August. One more thing I'd like to share, though, as as Christopher Chris Hart sparked, and as you hear Chris Hart's joining me in the studio, I um, the, you know, the great thing about high school sports, it's really the last bastion I think of purity in terms of of sports competition in America. We've seen what's happened to professional sports. Yep. It's been uh, you know trending downward for some time, and now it's just gone completely underwater with political correctness yep. and wokeness. I, I I see that trend uh, heading into college sports, and even if without the wokeness in college sports, the the the, the money I think is as you know it's basically what we have now on big time college sports are 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 col- professional college sports. <laughs> I know, and I'd like to get John's opinion on this, too, but I'm a little concerned that, uh, who was it? I think it was the quarterback of, it might have been Alabama, or he's already made a million dollars. That's got to have an effect in the locker room and on the field, right? And you, now you have kids thinking they, that they want to monetize, monetize their brand, their name, while they're in college. That's going to put pressure on the coaches, you follow what I'm well, saying? It's going to completely change the landscape. Absolutely. And, and so what, what should we expect? And it was expect? already too commercial as it was to begin with. So. I, I mean, what can we expect? Like, what's going to be next? I mean, uh, is the payroll going to determine who the, the players are? The payroll being what these players are now worth, right? I think it's a it's a, it's a whole new world for sure. John? Yeah. I, first of all, it's, it's way too early to figure out how things are going to shake out. But in a perfect world, I would be I would be fine with with name, image, and likeness. But people being people, uh, you know, one scenario that I've thought about is, um, you know, you get a quarterback who's making some pretty good money because he's, you know, eating potato chips or sitting in a, a, a Ford vehicle for the local dealership. Uh, you know, if, if he's getting X amount of dollars and that left tackle isn't getting anything. Is that left tackle going to whiff on a on a uh, that he's the you know not necessarily a great person, but if he whiffs, uh, can he whiff on a uh, a block, and then the quarterback gets gets sacked, gets hurt, or whatever? I don't know. I you would say, hope that wouldn't happen, but uh, you know I don't have any specific problem with the kids getting some money uh, in this case, that kind of thing. Now the hundred thousand or what was it, a million dollars that. Saban was talking about Bryce Young. His quarterback has never even hurt, never played much. Right, uh, not played meaningful minutes. I, you know, uh, I mean, there were some people who were were doubting that. Some national media people, and and I, you know, who knows whether it's true or not. But it certainly wouldn't be uh, un, unusual in in the sense that it's possible. Uh, I, so I don't know, but. I, it, there's going to be unintended consequences. There are, even with things that are popular with everybody. Uh, and so we know that's going to happen. But hopefully, you know, the team aspect will over override kids who might be jealous of, of somebody getting, you know. I mean, I, heck, I've seen uh, what offensive line, some offensive line, everybody on the offensive line got some, some uh 
I think, some money for endorsing a, a local barbecue place or something like that at one of the colleges. So, anyway, it can, you know, it can be a good thing, but it could also, I could see where it could get in the middle of the locker room and, and cause issues. And, and and not to belabor the point, but I just would like one more, one quick comment, just an illustration. And, and I think, uh, you know, we, as, as John said, we we all we have no idea where this is going to go. I think there's going to be a million unintended consequences. But speaking of that scenario and competition for positions, you know, as we know, with these big time Power Five schools, you. you at, at every position, but especially at the quarterback position, you might have three or four guys competing. Right. That, that there's just a razor thin difference between them. You know, in fact, FSU had a quarterback some years ago, Brad Johnson, that was the backup at FSU right. and became a starter uh, in the NFL. And that's not that unusual of a situation. And you know, there was some years ago. It's uh, remember when it was you had Terry Dean and Danny Werfel uh, playing quarterback for Steve Spurrier at Florida. Spurrier benched Terry Dean when he was the leading Heisman candidate. That's right. That's <laughs> and the right. stats were, uh, you know, some of the best stats in in uh, in college football. So, you know, and obviously uh, his 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 marketing prospects would pro- would probably go down you in that think. case. And 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 then Danny Werfel would been but the guy making all the money. So, yeah, it just has a a lot of places this could go, and some of them you know, aren't so great. Yeah, it, as John said, though, we're going to find out, and uh, the. The thing, though, that concerns me is that it's going to create tensions that are going to blow up into controversies and that the media is going to glom on to and just make life more difficult, right? Yeah. And speaking of that, I want one more point. You know, is now I and I will say back when Tebow was playing at Florida. You know, and everywhere you would see, you would see somebody with a number 15 jersey on, whether sure. it was an 85-year-old woman or a, a right. 5-year-old kid, and everything, you know, across the spectrum, every race, religion, culture, creed had a 15 jersey on. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I think that's because of Tebow's electrifying style of play. I mean, that's he should be making, you know, something off of that. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem from, from that perspective. But then again, that opens up the, the, uh, the, the door that you said, Chris, about the jealousy uh, uh, angle that comes in, of course. Yeah, so. it's like John said. If we live, if we we're all angels, it yeah. wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but he already had people jealous of him without making any money <laughs> off of his uh, fame it, and celebrity. So exactly, but at least high school sports is still yeah. Pure yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's why I love high school sports so much. You don't have this yeah, at this point now in high school sports anymore. Right <laughs> now, it, it, and uh, John, we have can we have a break coming up? Can you stay with us? I know you have a uh, you know, other responsibilities, but. Um, Okay, well, great. You know, when we come back from that break, I'll get into asking uh, uh, John about uh, Apopka specifically. You know, recently, every summer, there's a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camps. Uh, where you know teams go and um, to a different location, they have a you know several days of intense practice and activity, and, and it's always a a really big deal. It's a it's a major event for all the teams, and um, Popka just returned from their FCA camp uh, uh, later earlier this week, and so when we come back from that break, I want to ask John uh, just about his observations and what he uh, you know what he has uh, you know, learned from the. The, you know, the participation of a, a Popka-specific FCA camp and, um, and, and, and where things stand now. I'm already seeing some reports on Facebook, uh, which I'm finding pretty pretty interesting. It, it appears that morale is pretty high uh, right. uh, coming out of that FCA camp, which, which is Excellent. a good thing. Uh, friends, you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central. We're pleased to be joined in the studio tonight by Christopher Hart, sticking around for a few minutes to join us. 
On the phone is John Perry, authority on Central Florida high school sports and editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. Before we go to break, of course, I want to let you know that that the high school ball players and their dedicated coaches that you hear on Blue Daughter Sports Central are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage store problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution, and you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, and be sure to tell them you're in a pop good Blue Darter. Friends, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central with special guests in studio, Christopher Hart, and on the line, John Perry, editor, the Apopka Chief and Planner. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers' 15 Central Florida locations are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Did you know that your garage door can get the blues? Oh, yeah, it can get down to the dumps, rattling, sticking. Sometimes it'll open for you, sometimes it won't. When your garage door and garage door opener get the blues, it's time to call Florida Door Solutions. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. You know, garage doors don't like the blues, and neither do you. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR or online at fladoor.com. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. The best products in the business from Clope, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. And Florida Door Solutions has a reputation for doing the job right the first time. Get rid of those garage door blues. Home or business with Florida Door Solutions. Call them today at 866-FLA-DOOR or take a tour online at fladoor.com. Indeed has this hiring tool called Instant Match, and it really lives up to its name. Just post a sponsored job, and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to immediately deliver the candidates that fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Well, friends, welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franken-Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening throughout Central Florida as we get our weekend started. And we're glad that you chose to spend part of your Friday evening with us. Pleased to be joined in the studio by Christopher Hart, founder of the American Adversaries. On the phone is John Perry editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner newspaper and authority on high school sports in Central Florida. And also want to remind you, of course, our program is sponsored by Florida Door Solutions, by Community Health Centers of Central Florida, by Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, and by Great Florida Insurance Apopka, Apopka's trusted insurance agent. Now let's go back to John Perry. And John, when we took the break, I was just mentioning that Apopka and other many of the other teams in Central Florida as well, high school football teams, have just returned from the annual 
FCA camp, Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp, which is always a, a major event during the summer um, in preparation for the season. Can you share, what, what do you have to share with us about Apopka's uh, FCA camp this year? Roger, I'll get to that in just a minute, but I, I, I can't let this time go without acknowledging uh, the death of Bill Bullcalter today. Uh, he was he, he died this afternoon. You talking uh, about the Sentinel reporter? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, yeah, Bill wow. Bullcalter retired. He was 81. He'd been retired for several years. Uh, but he was a high school sports writer. I've covered many epoxy games through the years with you know, up and down the sidelines, and Bill would be there uh, with talk, of course, and you know, got to know him a little bit. And uh, but he he passed away this afternoon, and uh, just wanted to acknowledge that. Uh, real, always good to me. You know, helpful. And he had asked me if, uh, about a play or something. Maybe will you help each other with a stat or two here and there, that kind of thing. But, Anyway, just wanted to mention that. No, and I'm, I'm glad you did. Job. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank you very much. Uh, Buck, Bill Buckholter was a uh, r- really uh, just uh, you know it's hard to even describe him. He was such a such an incredible influence on the high school sports scene. He covered high school sports for the Indiana Sentinel for I'd say well Decades. over over forty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was that, a staple. Yeah, back when we when we were all in high school, he was covering high school sports. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. So, and that's. <laughs> Wow, that's a long time ago, Roger. Um, and, and one other thing I want to make sure and mention that, uh, you know, there was there, uh, Donald Scott, who's an Apopka alum, you know, will be in the Olympics for the, the triple jump. And if memory serves me correctly, he said he would be going over uh, tomorrow, uh, flying over tomorrow, because the track and field doesn't start for, uh, I think, another till next Friday or something, a week from today. But anyway, Donald Scott from Apopka, will be uh, participating in the Olympics uh, in uh, the triple jump. And, and I know you and I talked earlier about a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, as far as we know, this is the first Apopka High alum to participate in the Olympics, which sounds kind of weird with all the great athletes that have come through. But, but uh, anyway, great, you know, former track star, of course, for Apopka, but also a, a wide receiver uh, for Apopka and uh you know, we could we could talk about the the game he saved, that playoff game down at Treasure Coast, uh, that seven to nothing uh, victory for a possible where he saved a, a touchdown and a guy was going to score on the return fumble, but uh, Donald raining down and they never ended up scoring. So anyway, just wanted to mention those two things and and. Uh, but, but as far as the Apopka... Oh, yeah, 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 very glad you did. I mean, that, you know, that, that's huge. In, in a Popka Blue Darter alum competing in the Olympic Games, that, that doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the FCA camp, you know, it was kind of different. They had, you know, of course, didn't have it last year. And this year it was in Lakeland. Uh, as it turned out, fortunately, I was in, in Sarasota for the weekend and coming back Monday morning. Uh, my wife, bless her heart, you know, said it was fine. We stopped at Southeastern University, that small uh, school down in, in Lakeland, outside of Lakeland, and uh, with a nice football facility. So I stopped by and, and uh, took uh, a bunch of pictures and, and watched, of course. And it was a little different because they normally they would just have two teams scrimmage against each other uh, on, on half of the field, two other teams on the other field. But they had enough teams, too many teams where – it wasn't just two teams going against each other. They'd, they'd substitute one team out, run a few plays. 
substitute another one back in. So anyway, bottom line is uh, I, I saw probably 45 minutes of action. Uh, and, of course, the FCA campus much, much more than just the football part. Uh, you know, so, but anyway, as far as the football part goes, I, you know, I, Popka looked fine. The Popka uh, scrimmage when I was there against uh, St. Albert, well, Ponte Vedra and Nice, Nice High School, where uh, your uh, your Gator icon Tim Tebow played, and, uh, and the Stanford Seminole was also in that group. And of course, they won the 8A championship last year. And the odd thing is that. The quarterback from Sanford Seminole last year, Tim McLean, who's now over at, at uh, South Florida uh, as a freshman there, his younger brother is at Apopka as court and will play quarterback for Apopka this year. So it's just, you know, it's all kind of weird. But uh, I thought Apopka looked fine. Uh, you know, there's a long way to go. Uh, I would fully expect the offense to improve as this season goes along because. Uh, it's definitely going to be different. Um, you know, uh, an assistant coach, Mark Barrett, uh, who was a, a Popka coach for three years, 2016, 17, and 18, and the last couple of years has been out to, uh, has been in Texas, and now is back as the, as the passing game coordinator, and he'll be calling the plays for a Popka offense this year. Uh, it's still going to be, I'll say, run heavy. Uh, it won't be football in a phone booth uh, like the single wing is. Now, they may run some single wing, and especially if maybe it's fourth and one or two or fourth and goal, you know, from the two or something like that, they may. But they will, you know, it's going to be, unless things, there's certain injuries or things go south and don't improve as uh, we all expect, then they, they will be running out of the spread offense. But it will still be very rough heavy. It'll be you, you know, uh, Andrew McLean, the, the quarterback, will be using his feet probably as much as his arm. Uh, you know, I think Jeff Rolson, the, the head coach, wants to wants to throw it about 15 times a game. And uh, when a Popka's, no matter who's coaching and what offense they're in, if a Popka's throwing it more than 15, 20 times a game, then something's probably wrong. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, they've got to get that, that new offense going, got to get it cranked up. And, you know, they're able to work on it some with, with seven on seven kind of stuff and the FCA camp and then in film sessions and, and all that kind of stuff. But until you get a full regular scrimmage type, you know, practice, uh, and, and that won't come till August 9th because they've got August 2nd when fall practice starts. And they've got, uh, but they have no contact until August 9th. And after that, it's regular, regular practice. So uh, we'll see how it goes. And then, you know, Fox has got August 20th, got the, the preseason game against the land. And I don't know exactly what the land's got, but I don't think they're going to be, you know, very bad. I think they'll be pretty decent. And we'll have a, uh, offer a Fox with some, some pretty good, uh, competition for, uh, preseason games. No, no, I agree. I mean, you know, just based on, of course, every year's different. Of course, as we all know, don't know exactly what to expect. But based on the last couple of years, you know, Delant's been doing very well. Uh, they have a relatively new coach. He's been there the last two or three years, and a 
you know, they've got had a lot of talent in the recent couple of years, and even they, you know, at least over the last two or three years, they've actually eclipsed the mainland. Um, it's kind of the the, the the team over in that area, that South uh, Lucia area. So I expect that that's a very formidable uh, preseason opponent. And, and that'll take place at Apopka. Hey, John, can I ask you, how did the defense look? You know, last year the defense uh, really kind of stood tall for the Apopka Blue Darters and, and yeah. saved yeah, them a couple the, of games. The defense, the defense is going to be good, uh, really good. Uh, I mean, I, and they should be. They've got experience. Just They've got three seniors who uh, are, are will be having their – starting uh, four-year starters when this season starts. So they obviously were starting as freshmen. Uh, and, and, you know, one of them, Nakai Martinez, he committed to uh, UCF uh, last week, I believe it was. And, and as a freshman, in, in Rick Darlington's last game as a popular coach, uh, in a playoff game at Oviedo, Oviedo was driving and it's about the top to 10 or 20-yard line uh, late to, to try to win it, and and Nakai Martinez came up with a game-winning inter- interception. I know that was the next to last game. It was Apostle's last, uh, the last victory for Apostle when Darlington was coached. So, bottom, bottom line is uh, they've got uh, uh, Nakai Martinez, Josiah Robinson, uh, Travian Barnes are all three-year or four-year starters, and then Kevin McCall, or Kevin Call, excuse me will be uh, a three-year starter. He, he's a junior this year. And so, you know, they've got guys like that who have just tons of experience. Now, depth is, is a little bit of an issue. Uh, if they can stay healthy, this, this defense will be very, very good. Now, just echo what, what John said. It's uh, it's amazing that you have, and I don't want to overhype it because I'm always the one that criticizes other people for overhyping stuff, but, <laughs> but you know, the, to, to have three four-year starters on the same team on the same side of the ball at the same time that that's almost unheard of i mean it's a big deal at uh you know at at class 8a football to have one four-year starter on your team uh and and then Kevin call who's just a junior he started as a freshman also so that gives you the, the just extraordinary level of talent that these guys have and um and john i would add, and you know of course josiah robinson who actually who joined us last week has committed to Coastal Carolina. Yep. He's one of the four-year starters and a senior. As John said, Nakai Martinez just uh, this past week uh, committed to UCF. And then, I, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Call and Travian Barnes, they're being highly recruited by Division Zone schools, and they have not committed to anywhere. Is that, is that correct, John? As far as I know, that's correct, Roger, as far as I know. Yeah. we got about a minute before our break. Do you have any insights about why Nakai Martinez uh, went ahead and, and you know made his decision now and, and chose UCF? No, I, I, you know, him choosing UCF is, is a pretty good deal for UCF, but I, I think Mal's day as coach over there probably had, had something to do with that. Uh, you know, I think he probably thinks he can get in and play a little bit earlier there. He can play, you know, 45 minutes from, from home. Uh, you know, family, friends can come over there and, and watch him play uh, on home games. And, and But I, I can't give you any. I have not spoken with Nakai since since, the, uh, since he committed. But uh, I know it's, it's uh, you know, uh, he's, him committing there is a pretty – strong uh, get for, uh, for UCF. He'll, 
He'll do. I tell you what, if Nakai was about two or three inches taller, he would have had any. I mean, he got a lot of high offers, but he would have had uh, one of. He'd been one of those guys who had all kind of offers. Uh, he had a couple more inches on in his height, so uh, he just he'll he'll do a great job in, in AQC up there. I can no. I, I can't imagine it won't be a, a starter fairly early. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm certainly very high on him. He's an outstanding basketball player as well. And the guy, uh, he's got some of the best jumping ability I've, I've literally ever seen on, in a human, uh, which compensates yeah, a little bit yeah. for, that, for that height. Yeah, I, went, I wouldn't put too much emphasis on the height because, I mean, he, with his jumping ability, it overcompensates for it. But, uh, well, John, thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, have a great evening, and uh, always great catching up with you. And, and... It's Blue Darter Sports Central. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Organizations representing long-term care facilities are urging lawmakers working on a bipartisan infrastructure plan to avoid dipping into COVID relief funds to help pay for the roughly $600 billion in new spending sought for the public works build-out. The request follows warnings from Democratic lawmakers about funding for transit and water infrastructure, reflecting a flurry of tensions that have surfaced as negotiators near what they hope are the final stages of their work. Senators working on the infrastructure plan hope to have a bill crafted that could be voted on next week. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 238 points. The Nasdaq rose 152, the S&P advanced 44, and crude oil up 16 cents to 72.07 a barrel. More details at srnews.com. At Great Florida Insurance, it's all about community. Here's Steve Insulin. You know, one of the things that my wife Megan and I do here in Apopka is we try to attend as many of the local fundraisers uh, that we can. One of the ones we went to, Debbie Turner Cancer Center's fundraiser that she held at Ed Conlon's back room. One of our famous residents was uh, doing wine bottle signings for his, his wines that he produces out of California. Steve decided to audition for our famous resident. Just a small town. Okay, so Steve might not be a rock star, but he is a rock star when it comes to insurance. I'll be doing a better job at selling insurance because that's the way we do it in Apopka. Great Florida Insurance Apopka, dedicated to insuring Apopka and surrounding communities with the best insurance value for home, car, and business, plus the best service, because that's how we do it in Apopka. Call Steve Enslin at 407-434-1145 or visit the office in the Hunt Club Shopping Center online at greatflorida@insureapopka.com. Why pay more and get less? Hello, I'm Alan Treba, owner of American Family Funerals and Cremations and a servant. Most people run their business motivated by money. We run our business motivated by helping others. We also charge about half of what the national chains or firms with several locations do. Our goal is to do what is in your best interest and help you through this time without excessive cost. You know us. We're family. AmericanFamilyFunerals.com, 407-339-0070. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. I appreciate you listening to my show. Sebastian Gorka here. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. I'm excited to let you know how we can meet face-to-face. Meet your favorite program host and the terrific Talkers VIP experience. Go to TheAnswerOrlando.com slash Talker. TheAnswerOrlando.com slash Talker. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. 
Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday afternoon. I think all Friday afternoons are, are pretty wonderful, <laughs> and I'm very pleased. Especially when there's going to be high school football in a few weeks. Not too far away. Well, exactly. I can't wait for that. I just love the games when you guys are calling them. You really bring it. You know, right to the living room, so to speak. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. Is just uh, you just and, and my philosophy on that. And Prince, as you can tell, we're joined in the studio by a special guest. Christopher Hart is joining us in studio. Thank you, Roger. And um, you know, one of my big complaints, critiques about the media. You know, and I've been in some form of the media since I was nineteen years old. But uh, so, but I don't consider myself to be a part of it actually. But um, um, is. You know, one of the millions of complaints I have about the media is that, especially in sports, they so many media types think it's all about them. You know, the yeah. announcers think it's all about them. The announcers yeah. try to take over the game, and you know, especially now, there's I think there's some kind of a, a trend towards quote unquote personality oh, yeah. um, host or, or whatever or personality play by play people. I, I'm exactly the opposite. I think that uh, you know, the the role I have is to try to be the eyes and ears of our listeners and to stay out of the way as much as possible, basically, and, well, and, and re- respect the game. It's about the game. It's about the coaches and the players and, and the fans. Well, I think what I enjoy about it is is that you you manage to combine being a fan and a play-by-play person at the same time. So you're calling the plays, but we can pick up on the excitement. And I must say, even when the other team, in other words, the Apopka Blue Darter opponent, even when they're running a good play, you can hear the excitement in your voice. I mean, it's it really brings, as I said, the, the fun of the game to the listener. Well, I appreciate that very much, and uh, that, that's what I'm trying to do. And that you know, I, ultimately, it starts with respect for the game. Yeah, you know, and obviously, uh, I strive to be like I know that you do, um, honest. You know, mm-hmm. in all, all, you know, when I'm on, the, you know, speaking with our listeners at all times, I try not yeah. to be somebody different. You know, Look, and, yeah. and so, so obviously, I'm not going to be able to hide the fact right. <laughs> that I'm a, a partisan Apopka right. Blue Darter. I mean, we're the, we're the home of the Apopka Blue Darter football anyway, but. So, so don't, I, don't, I don't try to hide that, but at the same time, I don't want to rub it in anybody's face, and, and I want to be respect the game. A good play is a good play, and, no matter what team makes it. And you respect the other team's players as well, and, and you recognize their talent. And once again, you, you manage to bring both the fan and the commentator, the play-by-play, in, into the you, you encapsulate it all, and so it, it really does. It comes across on on the radio, and it's, it makes it much more enjoyable experience. No, I appreciate that very much. You know, because I want to make sure that uh, you know that 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 we, we treat the opponent team with respect, obviously, mm-hmm. and respect the game, as I said. And yeah. obviously, if somebody's performing well, um, doesn't matter what team they're on. Yeah. You know, if somebody makes a good play, doesn't matter what team they're on. Look, I mean, I can, I can appreciate somebody you know getting their job, doing their job. I, I I look at it this way. You know, you can appreciate Michael Jordan even if you weren't a Chicago Bulls fan. Right, Absolutely, because he was yeah. just so good that you just had to sort of marvel at it, even if he was beating the snot out of your team, right? <laughs> but fortunately for the Blue Darters, that doesn't happen too often. But and, uh, and of course, you know, it's great to have Joe Ferraro there, there yeah, with me, and the, you know, he, he yeah. is it's a huge uh, and, and part he, of our broadcast, and, and he brings brings a, a lot lot to the broadcast with what he brings to the table, which he, is tremendous enthusiasm. He does, he does indeed, and plus the extra eyes on the field. Because sometimes you guys are in a difficult spot where you can't really see the action as well as you might like to. But 
you wouldn't know that unless you guys tell us. But it's uh, it's I, I'm really looking forward to it. And and Salem Media here having the the blue darters on is is really a treat as well. I appreciate your kind comments and, and glad you enjoy it. And uh, you know now I, now let's kind of turn the tables a little bit and uh, speaking of respecting the game and. Um, you know, let's talk. I'd love to have you share a little bit about your um, your team, the Winter Park Wildcats. You're an Apop, excuse me, a Winter Park High School alumni. In fact, mm-hmm. you were there uh, during the time of one of the true legends in high school football in Florida and in the country was was uh, having his dynasty there, Coach Larry Gurgley. Larry Gurgley, that's right. <laughs> I remember uh, I wasn't on the team, but uh, you know he was also uh, an, a phys ed teacher. And he taught some weightlifting classes, and, and I took a couple of weightlifting classes with him, and it was quite the experience. I tell you, he's he's a very smart man. He really understands football, and he also understands the psychology of it and getting the most out of your players and that sort of thing. He had Mike Roberson there at the time when I was there. Track, yep. track star. Yep, and running back. And you also had uh, Scott Hutchinson, who went on to play at Gators and then in the NFL for a number of seasons. Very accomplished player. And so he had some good talent. But I tell you what, he had a lot of guys that, you know, you don't know who they are. Just but regular they, they, high school kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he knew how to get the most out of them, and he knew how to place them. Where, where their their best talent was, but uh, I you know Winter Park is still fielding good football teams, and uh, they uh, they give uh, Popka a pretty good run. Although I think last season uh, Popka wore them out pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, we that was the first playoff game we yep. played on the road over at Winter yep. Park. They'd had a much better record than we. I think they came in at seven and one, one. if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah, yeah we were went out five seven and three, and, <laughs> and came in as a big underdog. And, That's right. Yeah, we had a yeah just had, fight out had a great game that night. I think the Ended up with thirty-one to seven victory or something, something along those lines. You did, you did indeed. It was uh, it was a fun game though. It, it was, but certainly, uh, yeah, Winter Park is is one of the elite high school football programs and, and just an extraordinary school too. I mean, they they they're, they go back over a hundred years, and of all the high schools, you know, in Central Florida and Florida for that matter, you know, Winter Park High. Um, one thing I really respect about the Winter Park High is is they've got their their alumni have such a tremendous heart for the school and, and it's so many of their alumni remain close That's and, true. and, yeah. and uh, being a Winter Park High School alumni is, is a, bi- a big thing in their lives even thir- 40, 30, 40, 50, 60 years later. Yeah, it sure is and there's a lot of pride in that, and and, th- and they could you know <clears throat> alumni you contribute greatly to supporting the athletic program, supporting the football team, supporting Winter Park High School and the band and so many other endeavors. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it you know Winter Park is has got a, a bit of a small town community feel to it there, and I think Winter Park High School benefits from that. And so, what, what was it like in your days going to Winter Park? Well, it was, Cause, cause they, it was at that time. It was the biggest, literally the biggest high school in, in the state of Florida. That was what I was going to say. My 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 long term impressions was that it was a, it was a culture shock because I had come from smaller schools and to go to Winter Park High School, and plus I was in a district that until just a couple of years prior had been zoned for Boone. And so many of my friends went to either Boone or Edgewater, but a small group of us went to Winter Park. So 
So it was culture shock in two ways. One, I was pulled away from a lot of my friends. And two, thrust into this huge school, 3,000 students at the time. And as you said, it was the largest high school in, in Florida. And so it, it, it took a little getting used to. But I tell you what, it was interesting because the hallways between classes, you know, as you're going to the different classes, were just jammed, packed solid. But every day I would see this big, tall kid walking down through the crowd, and it was Scott Hutchinson. <laughs> I managed to befriend him, so there was some comfort in knowing the biggest guy of all the kids in school. But it was uh, it was a uh, it was a great experience. They were having had great sports teams at the time, uh, not just uh, football, but basketball and baseball. Yeah, yeah, basketball made Coach it to, the state, to the state finals. Coach Wright, baseball. Um, yeah, it was it was a great sport experience going on there, and um, a lot of uh, enthusiasm and pride in the school. And uh, being in the weightlifting class around some of these guys that were on the sports teams, you know, I got to have a little bit of the feel without having, you know, the, the full experience, but... Uh, it was a it was a great experience for me, and I, I had a lot of great respect for uh, Coach Gurgley. Yeah, and one more thing before we go to break about Coach Larry Gurgley, and this is he did he did such a phenomenal job that that I think uh, you know people that have come along in later generations that didn't witness the turnaround job he did um, don't even know about it yeah. because you know one of the first you know, things you think about uh, when you think Winter Park uh, High School you think. Great football program, yep. know, elite football program. Well, when Gurgley took over, it was exactly the opposite. That's right. Uh, they hadn't uh, had a winning team in years, and I even did a little research on this. Going back the, the previous twenty years, they'd only had a couple winning teams. Yeah, that, uh, and so he, that, he, when he came in, and he uh, well, uh, immediately of, immediately turned things around. And I think you can credit also the principal at the time, Wim Robertson, uh, because he was very supportive of the athletics there. I don't know of the prior, administ- prior administrations, but uh, Wib Robertson was a big part, I think, of uh, Winter Park High School athletic success. Well, he's the one that hired uh, Coach Gurgley. that's right. Of course, Gurgley had been winning kumquat bowls over, over at Glenridge Junior High, mm-hmm. and then, um, of course, he had, for his background, was was one of the, the members of the, the original Orlando Panthers, Panthers. Yep. which, of course, those of us who Remember those days? Yeah. Uh, remember the Panthers very affectionately because, uh, for many reasons, but they, they were a championship caliber Football, team. They won team. one championship and yep. I think played in the championship game at, at least another time. Yep. Don Jonas, the quarterback, quarterback, and so many great guys. But yep. uh, they were just a great bunch of guys. Another and, and, and many, many of them, such as Coach Larry Gurgley, such as Don Jonas, Coach Munsey, of course, Coach yep. Manzanelli. All uh, of them. From, yep. at, at Winter Park. Coach Wright. Um, Don't forget Coach Wright. Made tremendous contributions. Stayed in the community yep. and made tremendous contributions over the rest of their lives. Yep, and still do. And one more thing about the Panthers before we go to break. You know, that was those of us that can remember. That's when Orlando was a, was a small town. It was before Disney. Oh yeah. So so now you, you're trying to tell somebody that's moved here since then about the Panthers and the, a minor league. They just don't they don't get it. But but they were a big deal. We we, we loved our Panthers. Oh, we were proud of the Orlando Panthers. Oh absolutely. I can remember my dad taking us to the tan, to Tangerine Bowl to see them play, and uh, it was exciting football. And it was good football. They played. It, it, it they was, were they were an excellent team. Absolutely. Well, we're going to go to our next break. Friends, I hope you'll stay with us for our final final segment on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franken-Williams. It's Blue Darter Sports Central.
since 1972. Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Attention, type 1 diabetics. Your insurance may cover a new CGM monitoring device. Call U.S. Med right now for a free benefits check. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Ladder, remote, tape measure. What do you think, doctor? Is it? Yes, I'm afraid it is. Garage dooritis. What do we do? Better call Florida Door Solutions. Whether you've got garage dooritis or you just want to upgrade your opener or entry gate, they've got the solution. And now, opening your garage door, turning on the lights, and safely keeping track of your property when you're away is easy with the new LiftMaster Garage Door Opener with the exclusive Internet Gateway Accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time every time. Just ask someone you know. Chances are Florida Door Solutions cured their garage door at and they are Central Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. And they give back to the community through our local schools, youth sports, and more. So if your garage door is suffering from garage dooritis, then you need to call Florida Door Solutions, 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Call them today. Hello, this is Earl Mallory, Director of Sales and Marketing for Alliance Community. Alliance Community is a Christ-centered continuing care retirement community located in the heart of beautiful downtown DeLand. Our mission is to provide an environment for our residents which allows them to live as independently as they like with guarantees to protect them of the uncertainties surrounding future health care and financial needs. Our community offers independent living, assisted living, rehab services, skilled nursing care, and Alzheimer's dementia care. For more information, visit us online at AllianceCommunity.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Radio.com. Breaking news, conservative talk. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, it's great to be with you tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. Have a special program, a little bit different program for you this evening. We're pleased to be joined in the studio by Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries. And, of course, I hope you'll stay tuned right here to the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer for the Charlie Kirk Show. And after that, our own Carl Jackson filling in for Larry Elder. What, what a lineup. As I said earlier, I feel like I've, uh, I've just been invited to be into the lineup of the 1927 Yankees. Batting second. Not bad. <laughs> But you were reminiscing, we were broadening the show out a little bit earlier. Of course, we heard from John Peary, editor of the Apopka Chief and Planner. He got a got a real good report, an up-to-minute report, actually, on Apopka Blue Darter football. The yeah, team just returned from the FCA camp, the annual Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp um, down in Lakeland, where they have a chance to bond and, and work, you know, do their football drills, you know, of course, do uh, other things as well, spiritually oriented things as well. And um, it's just uh, it, it's something I know the guys always look forward to. It's all a big part of the experience of, of playing high school football here in Central Florida. Yeah, and it sounded like there were a lot more 
teams there this year. He said that they were running teams in and out of different plays, you know, not just you know players. You know, that's kind of part of it. it, it it's, it's multiple multiple teams get yeah. together so that you have a chance to practice a little bit against uh, against other teams opponents. and opponents. That's kind of part of why it's kind of a kind of a special deal. You know, it's Absolutely. not just like your regular practice, your regular. What in our day was two a day. I don't even know if they have two a day practice well, anymore. I think two a day. Something strikes me as kind of politically incorrect yeah, about I think about, they got about rid of that a while back. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? What's cool too is that everything is getting back to normal. We're going to have. You know, they're doing that. They're doing the preseason. Yeah, at this moment, and I guess this is a conversation yeah, for another yeah, day. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I can also see the sinister forces of uh, the globalists you know, trying yeah. to trying to you know. Spoil a party and, and and get things shut back down again. Unfortunately, so and you know and unfortunately, I think that that part of those global forces they want to change the face of all professional sports. Well, they want and, to change and, the face of, of of our whole of the whole world actually, right. and, and and our our whole country, which and, is eradicate the United States of America. And sports are like right in the middle of our culture. It, it, a lot of our lives revolve around sports, whether it be professional or, and oftentimes it's college. And, and, and up until recently, high school. It, it was a, it was a totally a positive experience. Like, Absolutely, you know, um, Re- President Roosevelt during World War II um, encouraged the sport league to, to continue to play because right. you know, Americans needed some kind of positive outlet. Exactly, exactly. And it seems to be the opposite now. It seems well, now with nothing to do with them because because they revealed themselves so many of them to be for. for First of all, ignorant well, and, and, and even hostile to to our country and our values. And, and I would put it as as they've they've become tools. You know, they're being manipulated by you know it's it's a sad thing. You know, but it, it has consequences. You know, the basketball playoffs viewership down forty nine percent. Half the viewers gone. And I don't think it was because of the teams, you know, that, that made it. I think it was because people have lost interest in these athletes. It's not the sport so much as it is the athlete. Th- that and the fact that sports was always a safe haven from right. politics. It was a safe haven from from the ills that we have in society. It was a safe haven from some of the bad elements of, of our lives, some of them very legitimate, some of them that need to be addressed. They need to be addressed in the political arena, in other arenas, you know, n- not when you're trying to, to have a, watch a football game. And that's just it. You know, I don't think Americans have a problem with athletes having a political view. I mean, that's part of American culture. But what Americans in general have a problem with is athletes using the sport to promote their particular agenda that's where we kind of draw the line and say no the sport is the sport is supposed to be pure it's supposed to be you know for the sake the sake for the, just because people don't the average person does not want political discussion in the middle of, of their sporting event. No, and it, and, it, and it takes away from the event, and then it brings into question the validity of the event, right? If the athletes are all focused on their political views, what is, how does that affect the game? Because you know it has to, right? It, 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 that, that attitude, that view of life comes to, uh, to fruition on the court or on the field. It has to affect the individual's performance level. And so, once again, when people want to watch sports, they want to see it for sports' sake, and they want to think that the athlete is pure in the sense of their talent. Not necessarily their opinions, but their talent on the field of play. Exactly. 
It's it's an escape. It's an escape, and it was always a, a joyful escape. And it was it was it, it's gone from being one of the most uh, uh, unifying forces in our society to one of the most polarizing. And unfortunately, because, you're I mean, right. if you were at a game, I'll show you a game from a, a a picture of a baseball game or football game from the '50s or '40s or '30s, whatever. You, you look at the stands; it's a cross section. Absolutely, yeah, it's a cross section of of America. You know, people are showing up, and, and and people that would have nothing else in common are, are are bonding and cheering because because of their their sports team. As a matter of fact, I did a couple of papers on that in graduate school. Uh, what they called city politics. In other words, these classes were about politics in the cities, right? Mayors and stuff like that. And did research, and it was easy to determine that in every major city, the main thing that drew people together was the team. It wasn't politics. It wasn't schools. It was the sports team. And it, was, and it didn't so much matter if the team was winning or losing. I mean, the, the excitement was broader when the team was winning, but that that sense of community was there whether they were winning or losing. I, I remember, was it the Tampa Bay Bucks when they first came to Tampa Bay, and they were just so bad that people would put sacks over their head? Well, you might see people in the stands wearing sacks over their head and then notice that their arms were different colors. And they'd be sitting right next to each other, laughing and having a good time at the Bucks' expense. But that, but that's the point: is what you just said. Sports used to be a unifying force in our society. Now it's been turned on its head, and there's something very wrong about that. And just two quick points here. And you know what it is? I made a decision personally, and I know a lot of other people have done the same thing. Is yeah, I, you know, I've taken tremendous joy from being a sports fan, a participant, a coach, uh, literally since I was five years before, actually, <laughs> was a fan before I was five years old. Sure. Um, but when that comes in conflict, when that whole organization, if you will, or culture, whatever, um, league, um, disrespects our country, you know, disrespects our, 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 founding, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, the principles upon which they were founded, well, then I, you know, I, I could care less about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, 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 the sports and the pleasure I, I got from it, um, you know, doesn't 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 rival, you know, my devotion to my country and and and, and my devotion, frankly, to my own self interest to having my my right my God given rights protected. And, and when you see a, and, re, and respect it, and when you see an athlete do that, like for instance, you had the hammer thrower recently who turned her back in, in the, the Olympic tryouts, and then you had the soccer team that took the knee. You know, the whole team took the knee. The women's soccer team. We would not have expected anything better of them. Exactly. They are disrespecting the flag. They are disrespecting the country. But perhaps more importantly to the sport, and this is something that the the sport, the, the, the participants in the sport, whether it be the team owners or the players, the coaches, that shows disrespect to the fans. You know, it, you're disrespecting the fan. And if you can't respect the flag, at least respect the soccer flan, the fan or the Olympics fan. At least show them some respect. Understand that they have pride in the country. They have pride in the flag. And even if you don't, you will at least show respect because you appreciate that the fan is there to see you in action. And one thing you mentioned earlier, and I agree with you 100%, I want to emphasize it. I want to make people don't miss this. I support the ball players' rights to, to speak out 
on issues, you know, totally. I mean, that's our country. That's our First Amendment. Yep. They have they have the right to speak out. They have the right to disagree, um, you know, v- vehemently, passionately. They don't have the right to do it when they're wearing the, their work clothes, if you will, if they're in the NFL, when they're wearing the, 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 the clothes and the shield of their organization. And certainly you, I, not I, at the Olympics. I don't work for McDonald's, but, but I, I, I would be I, I would I would strongly suspect to use an analogy. Okay, if, if you were working at McDonald's and you're working the counter during the 2020 presidential election, 2016, you wanted to walk in and wear your your you know Donald Trump T-shirt. I would suspect McDonald's would probably say, "No, no, you you, you can't wear that here." You know, not all of our customers are, are, are Donald Trump supporters. Absolutely. Okay, and they and they have that right as as the employer to to, to say to, to regulate their their their, their um, employees' behavior, and that's exactly what the NFL and these sports leagues should have done. Exactly. You, you know. Uh, yeah, young man, yes. A young woman, of course. Of course you can express your right. You, you, you've got infinite ways to express your political feelings. But one of those ways is not wearing our uniform on, on our company time at, at your job. If only we had Pete Rosell around right now because he was all about the sport. The sanctity of the sport. He was the biggest fan. That's why he was such a great commissioner. He, he was a fan first. Absolutely, and 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 that's, he understood. He understood the fan. He understood why the fan loved the games. That's what I'm talking about. It seems as though modern sports has totally lost. Well, they're all they're all cowards, obviously, and and, and that's from a bigger perspective. That's cor- that's corporate America. It, yeah. it's, it's not just these uh, the the cowards at the sports leagues. Of course, Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner, I think is the biggest one of, of all. Biggest joke. And um. Yeah. You know, and even the most recent development, the Cleveland Indians changing their name. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we've got uh, you know uh, Apache helicopters in the United States military. You know, well, are we going to change the name of Indiana, Indianapolis, uh, Philadelphia? And, that, and, and as we close out, and it's kind of on a down note, we'll try to get back up before we close out. But but that's cancel culture for you. But this is important. The thing about the people aren't getting about this. With cancel culture, nothing ultimately nothing is going to be acceptable. Everything's going to have to be canceled. The, the name of every town, every building. You know, if, if you want to play this game, well, gee, look at all the buildings that exist in our culture. Well, uh, obviously, the in, in politically incorrect people built them. They're all going to have to be torn down now. Well, so, so anyway, to, to, the cancel culture's got to stop. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to do my part to do it. I know Chris is certainly doing his and, and spades and, and his crew. So, Well, one thing we do know, though, is it has not affected high school sports here in Central Florida yet. So you can yeah, be yeah. enjoying <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Listen to it right here in a couple of weeks. Well, friends, it's been great to join you, to, to be with you this Friday evening. Got a, you know Expanded our show a little bit, it's thanks to the influence of <laughs> our special you, guest, Christopher Hart. But I hope you've enjoyed the show. And once again, we look forward to we'll be right back here next Friday night, 7 p.m., with more Apopka Blue Darter Sports Central, the program that highlights the Apopka High School Athletic Department with interviews with high school ballplayers and their dedicated coaches and alumni who have made great contributions both on the field and off the field to our community, our state, and our nation. Friends, great to be with you. Have a great weekend. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. News, opinion, passion. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The Answer.